0: Health, wellness, career, family, life, and the better side of 50. I'm your host, Michelle Folan, and this is Asking for a Friend. Welcome to the first episode of Asking for a Friend. My name is Michelle Folan. You may not know me, but you know what? I'm probably a lot like you, and you have no idea how excited I am to finally be sitting down and recording this first episode. If you have found asking for a friend and you are a 50 plus female claiming your age and wanting to make your 50s and beyond fabulous, then you are in the right place. If you're in your 40s and you've stumbled upon this podcast, I encourage you to listen. There are many things that I have learned over the last 10 years that I wish I would have known in my 40s. I know we can be empowered to change the face of aging by harnessing that wisdom that we attain in these midlife years. What started as an idea to write a book many years ago morphed into doing this podcast, having... A lot of friends and acquaintances who have had some extraordinary challenges thrown at them. I'm talking cancer diagnosis, family members with mental illness, the loss of a spouse, the unfathomable loss of a child. It got me thinking that others could benefit from hearing their stories and how their struggles have defined who they are today And, you know, how people come out on the other side of things. I think these stories bring with them a message of hope and strength and also, you know, perseverance. The goal is to have some of these friends and acquaintances join me on the podcast. But during COVID, I had some time to reflect and think about my own next chapter You know, especially when you're going through something difficult or experiencing a life challenge or even a failure, you learn things about yourself and you tend to grow as a person, or hopefully you do. More about this a little bit later, but as a lifelong learner, I want to share the 50 plus journey with a broader audience. And I guess you could call this my. Creative life pivot. And, you know, when I was telling friends and family that I was venturing into the world of podcasts, it was met with some mixed reactions, I have to admit. You know, while most people are super supportive, there have been a few of those that were maybe a little less enthused or didn't really get what I was trying to do. But the lesson here is to never let detractors keep you from following your dreams. You want to use that not-so-positive energy to fuel your determination. The intention here will be to drop a new episode weekly. But, okay, give or take. But that's the plan. I'll give you, the listeners, a heads up before I record a show so that you'll have the opportunity to ask the guest expert questions by direct messaging me through social media. This is where the asking for a friend comes into play. So any questions submitted will be held in strict confidence, and they'll be anonymous to protect listener privacy. This is my promise to you. There is so much material to cover. When you think of life, and body transitions that happen when you hit 50. And I don't claim to be the expert, but my plan is to bring experts to you in all matters, whether it's health, wellness, career, family, and beyond. This isn't the only podcast that's geared toward women over 50, and I will actually encourage you to listen to others out there to find what you like, and what is most helpful for where you are in your life. I want asking for a friend to be about supporting and encouraging other women. There are many topics that aren't discussed, say, like at book club or out to lunch with friends. I often think that women don't broach certain subjects because they don't want to be seen as kind of a Debbie Downer or talk too much about the physical changes of being in our 50s. It can be perceived as old lady talk or perhaps even whining, but it shouldn't be seen that way at all. You know, we all have a few aches or pains. Maybe you pee when you sneeze or you laugh. Or maybe your sex drive went on a vacation and it didn't come back. You know, if we can't have open dialogue about growing older or having life challenges with the people closest to us where do we go? Even doctors tell me that women are often reticent to speak up about issues that they're facing. And many times it's the last question we tentatively ask the doctor as they're wrapping up and walking toward the exam room door, right? We spend so much of our lives caring for our families and many times our aging or ill parents that there's this, I don't know, guilt complex of putting ourselves first for once it is okay to make your health and well-being a priority we will discuss why self-care is not only important but so well deserved we will dive into the latest in hair and skin care we'll talk about plastic surgery and all the options in between we can't forget about cancer prevention cardiovascular wellness, mental wellness, the importance of sleep. Yes, sleep. And I know we all struggle with sleep. (laughs) Joint and bone health and many big topics. There's so many to tackle. I, for one, had hysterectomy last year, and managing through that without the help from some amazing medical professionals would have been way more difficult than it needed to be you know and aside from the usual menopause stuff there's so much information out there to manage this time of our lives we are living longer than ever and we don't have to settle physically with the status quo for the next 30 years this might be a good place to tell you a little bit about my background i live in cincinnati ohio And I am the imperfect mom to two amazing daughters from my first marriage, which ended after 19 years when my girls were in grade school, and I was in my mid-40s at the time. Now that they're in their 20s, I'm so incredibly grateful for their friendship. At 50, I married Michael, my soulmate, and with him came four great kids. So if you're doing the math, that's six kids total ranging from 18 to, gosh, almost 35 years of age. And as I sat down to outline this first episode, I realized that the blended family is another possible topic to dig into. And we need to talk about divorce. And although divorce rates have dropped over recent years, it is prevalent in our age group and baby boomers divorce at a much higher rate than any other age group. Life, after exiting a long union, you know, it can be scary, but it can also be freeing and thrilling. What does sex and dating look like this time of your life? Are you contemplating divorce now that the kids are older or out of the house? Or are you looking forward to having the time now to concentrate on your marriage and make it even stronger? What information do you need to be successful? Again, the subject matter is endless and also very important. I have awesome siblings. I have two sisters and a brother that makes me third in the birth order. And my parents are both gone. And it does make me sad that I'm not able to share this journey with them. I do speak to them all the time. And I do feel their presence I feel very fortunate that I've had wonderful parents and I know my siblings feel the same way. In regard to career, I've worked outside the home my whole adult life, but for the bulk of 2020, and I'll get to that in a minute. But after college, I worked in retail management for a few years and then landed a sales position in the medical field. I hit the ground running and I did not look back for 26 years. I had a successful career in sales and management and training and progressed in that sector with several companies. And I loved learning about the body and how things function. And I know that passion for health and wellness was fueled by my long career in the medical arena. Having seen firsthand like the detrimental effects of taking of not taking care of yourself, I should say, and the outcomes of chronic disease. I got very interested in prevention and nutrition and fitness during this time in my life. This will be a huge focus on asking for a friend, and I promise to bring the most talented experts in the field to address the issues that are important to you. I've rewritten in my mind this next portion of this podcast several times. And I'm going to provide quite a bit of details that relates to my career as it tells a story to which many of you will be able to relate. Let me begin by saying that I have been very fortunate to have some wonderful managers and mentors over the years, some of whom I'm still friends with today. My intention is not to call out any one person or company, but listen, like many of you, I had a horrible experience with a toxic manager. This person made me doubt not only my career path, but also doubt myself. And despite having a really great team and a positive group dynamic, I felt that I had to leave that company. But I wasn't really quitting the company or the people. I was leaving a bad boss because I experienced firsthand how real stress and anxiety can eat at you. With a little more experience and maturity, this situation would be different today, but it did help me grow as a person. And yes, this would be another topic for an episode, for sure. This particular situation affected my sleep, my mood, and ultimately was probably pretty hard on the people around me. And I'm not kidding when I say I likely had a little PTSD after leaving that company. No job is worth that kind of misery. I did decide at one point to make a move intentionally to a totally different industry. I think I was ready at that point, and I learned a lot during this time, not just about another business category, but a lot about me. It felt really good to stretch myself a bit professionally, but I'm not sure I always felt real settled in this role. I was leading a sales team like before, and I really liked my customers. and. I even got promoted quickly, but I often felt like I was being someone that I wasn't. And that's very uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to feel like you're not being authentic. And after a few years, I started thinking about what I wanted to do for my next chapter. It was during this time that I thought was my dream job came along. And I went full force after that position. And in the end... I believe I was one of two to three final candidates, but I did not get the job. And with how much I wanted that position at the time, you would have thought I would have cried or been super upset. But, you know, I, I really wasn't. And I think for a few reasons. I think disappointment at almost 56 years old is totally different than a setback that we experience in, say, our 20s. I accepted the fact that it wasn't meant to be at that time in my life. And I believe God knows where we should be. And I mentally had to move on from that opportunity. So at this time, it's December of 2019. And there was talk that the company where I was working at the time was going to go through some restructuring after they were acquired by another company. And my boss, who I really liked, Left the company that month, and as luck would have it, my position would be eliminated at the end of January of 2020. So mind you, I'd never been let go from a job, and it was very surreal. For those of you who've been through this, you know what I'm saying. And looking back, there were signs that something was happening, and I felt it in my gut. It was undeniable. There were some odd or cryptic comments made, some awkward side glances, emails not being responded to. So in my heart, I think I knew something was going down. And again, for those of you who have been through a similar situation, I bet some of you in hindsight can say you really weren't too shocked. I will say I was a little sad because I liked the people I worked with, but in this weird way. I was looking at this as a positive. I'd already been looking for another job and this would give me an opportunity to find what was really missing in my career. Mostly in those first few days of unemployment, I can honestly say it, it felt strange because I needed to work and quite frankly, I wanted to work. My husband is a self-employed entrepreneur and we weren't ready At that time, to be a single income family, I remember calling my brother as I left the office on that last day. He was actually my second call. I did obviously call my husband first, but my brother is my financial planner and I need to make sure we were going to be okay. And he assured me that he has many clients that go through this all the time and that we'd be fine. And although I had prepared financially my whole life for this moment, I do fear that many women don't have a grasp on their family finances and may not know where their assets are or even how much they actually have. Many husbands handle this aspect of the relationship. So I'm going to have some financial planners on the show who largely work with women, married and single, and they'll be guests here as well. So I'm now unemployed and I can just hear my mom in the back of my head saying, Buck up, girl, you can do this. But little did I know what lay ahead in six weeks. Yep, COVID. COVID hit and it was like the job market shriveled up like a raisin. And nothing prepares you for going into a full-on job search at the age of 56 during a pandemic. And after going through this process, I can tell you that unfortunately, there is ageism in hiring today. And we'll tackle this issue head on with experts because I think we all need to know how do you age proof your career and your job search? The other topic to unpack is how we design our next chapter. You know, whether it's a new job, maybe a side hustle or Maybe you want to look into volunteering or being on a board at a company or philanthropy. There are a lot of options when you get to this point in your life. So while managing a job search during a global pandemic had its challenges, I would be remiss if I did not recognize those who lost loved ones and also the frontline workers. The pandemic was horrible for small businesses who struggled to stay afloat and Overall, just terrible for humanity and for those who felt isolated and alone. So when I say this time off was a gift, it's in recognition that COVID wasn't easy on anyone. So I took the opportunity to regroup and to really figure out what was important to me. Other than you know a vacation a couple times a year, I never had the opportunity to slow down to what many would consider a normal pace of life. And I knew going into some kind of anxiety-ridden spiral wasn't going to get me anywhere. It was time to focus on me for once. And I took my fitness and my health to the next level. And, you know, as someone who went to the gym pretty faithfully, I needed to find another outlet. So I started walking and I walked a lot. For the first time in my life, I wore through the soles of a pair of running shoes. I had never done that before. The wonderful thing about walking is that it brought me a greater connection with nature and an appreciation for the little things around me. I also discovered the calming importance of real breathing. And yes, that will be another topic. There's a church along one of my walking routes that, I don't know, drew me in one day. Maybe it's just the need for some kind of spiritual support made me open the doors. And this ended up becoming a daily routine for me. And the quiet opportunity to speak to God provided tremendous comfort. And I prayed a lot. And I believe this was a turning point. Because once I gave up control and handed the wheel to God, I was better able to assess my path and I quit obsessing about my job search. I was probably finally at peace with things. I did have a COVID project that I tackled and my children had been asking me to put together the family recipes and I finally got that completed. It wasn't perfect but it was a labor of love and over a hundred pages of family favorites. I added some funny stories about the family to the cookbook because recipes, I think they carry, you know, history and dining together as a family is so central and important to our culture and especially in my family. I do love to cook. I'm not a gourmet, mind you, but my mom was very inspirational for all of us kids, when it comes to the kitchen and making really good food. And I want to share how important it is to look at food as fuel for your body and for your soul. We don't have to have a battle with food. I'll also share with you some things that I've done in my diet in terms of changes and additions that have made a great deal of difference in how I feel. Like many people at the beginning of the pandemic, drinking every night became a habit. We were bored. We were stuck in the house watching Netflix, or in my case, sometimes it was reruns of Ohio State football games from, like, I don't know, like 2004. (laughs) I have no idea. So anyway, I wasn't working, so it didn't seem to matter if I was a little foggy the next day but I did get tired of it, and a few glasses of wine at night started to become the norm. I had been sober curious and reading more about gray area drinking for quite some time, and this was even before the pandemic. I wanted a better relationship with alcohol, but I didn't identify as a problem drinker or an alcoholic. I just felt at times as if my on-off switch was broken and one glass of wine many times morphed into almost polishing off the whole bottle. Have you gone to the refrigerator and been like, oh my God, I, that bottle's almost gone. Where did it go? Does this sound familiar to you? If so, you are not alone. A recent study showed that over 60% of women were drinking more during the pandemic than before the pandemic. Maybe that's no shock. But binge drinking had become more of an issue with women than with men. And unfortunately, the studies also confirm that even though the pandemic is winding down, the drinking habits have continued. And yes, this is a very important area to discuss. Whether you want to drink less or quit drinking altogether, I have many resources and tools to share with you. During 2020 is when I discovered podcasts. I was likely a little late to the party, but I had never had time to listen to podcasts before. I started listening to Sarah Brown's Failing Forward, and this was usually during my long daily walks, and she interviews people who have had failures or life struggles and how they were able to turn things around, but she makes a really great point. Are they truly failures or are they opportunities to propel us forward to success? Guess what? These low moments or challenges are merely a chapter, a little chapter of your life. They're never your whole story. All I can say is that I was inspired in so many ways by Sarah's guests and really grateful for her platform. Some recurring themes or tenets that you are going to hear on asking for a friend are number one, always be true to yourself and be authentic. Number two, do what makes you happy. Number three, never stop learning and growing as a person. Number four, it's okay. And important to put yourself first and number five and maybe my favorite it's never too late to be who you could have been because staying stuck when you fear change may be the scariest proposition of all there's a door in front of all of us but you get to decide what's on the other side. Is it a new job? A new business venture? Is it a trip that you've been dying to take? Or is it the desire for better health or a more fulfilling relationship? Don't let fear keep you from opening that door. Don't be afraid of your next great thing. By being true to myself, I landed in a great company in December of 2020. I stopped prioritizing my salary goals or trying to pursue a certain title. My priority was to be in a place where I not only would be appreciated, but where I could be a contributor to the success of the company. And you know what? You can be in your late 50s and have your ideal job. I have a wonderful boss and a great sales team, and I'm in a position where I'm not just seen, but I am being heard. It took 10 or 11 months, but it was very much worth the wait and the journey because part of that was having the time to work on myself, which was priceless. Also, by being true to myself, I recognized that I wanted to create something good and useful and be a connector of people and continue being a lifelong learner. I wanted to explore and research relevant topics that impact women. Out of this, asking for a friend was born. And you know what? I couldn't have done this 20 years ago. Without the experiences of my much earlier years combined with my later adult years, it just wouldn't have been the same. Life lessons and being more comfortable in our own skin help us lose our fear of failure and to try new things. I consulted with many successful women in different fields in order to get their insights into this project. And one common theme I kept hearing from everyone was, just get started, Michelle, It doesn't have to be perfect. If you wait until you are totally ready, you'll never do it. And, ladies, that goes for many things in life. I do pledge to you a really good product, but it may not always be perfect. I didn't totally heed the advice to get things started quickly because I was just beginning a new job and that had to be my focus. My career still needs to be my priority. So recording and planning is done in the off hours and also on the weekends. And it is a juggle, but I'll make it work. I love to have fun and I hope we can all laugh together and maybe even laugh at ourselves a little bit. We'll delve into some heavy topics at times, but also the lighthearted stuff too. Ladies, at the end of the day, who says you have to have it all figured out by the time you're 50? There's no better time to find your true passion and purpose, and there is no reason why we can't love being this age, and this can be the best time of our lives. Let's go down this path together and make these our amazing years, because no one said we had to go quietly into this chapter. I appreciate you listening to this first episode, and I look forward to speaking with you again. I'm Michelle Fallin, and I'm probably a lot like you. I would like to thank my family for their belief in me and this project especially my sister, Gail, who did the artwork and the branding for asking for a friend. I'd also like to thank my friends, Anne and Cynthia, for not thinking I was totally crazy for doing a podcast. All of you, your support means the world to me. follow asking for a friend on social media outlets and provide a review and share this show wherever you get your podcasts reviews and sharing help us grow